Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to jump in with an excellent guest today, multifamily operator and syndicator, Mark Lemons. He's one of the co-founders of FLW Capital right here in Central Texas. And we're going to talk about his journey from uh, the corporate world through uh, becoming a passive investor. And now today where him and his team are closing these huge multifamily deals in, in really a, a relatively short period of time, he made all that happen. And so we're going to talk about the journey, lessons he's learned along the way, why he's growing the business the way he is how he was able to accelerate some of his uh, successes and cut his learning time and stuff like that, the team he built, kind of all the things you want to hear in somebody that's gone through that journey and is, is making a success of it today. So great conversation with Mark. I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. Before we get into that, some housekeeping. If you want to be on the DJE investor list and see our forthcoming projects in the future, go to djetexas.com. You can schedule a call with our team. We can send you case studies. You can get to know us so that when we launch a project, you're ready to participate and you've got all your questions answered uh, about how it all works, which is a very important part of the process. You can do that at djetexas.com. Secondly, if you want to be an operator or you want to accelerate your business in terms of buying and, and running apartment communities, we created a free video course for you at apartmenteducators.com. Check that out at apartmenteducators.com. Also, if you're in Texas or can get to Texas, we have some excellent live uh, monthly meetings, great speakers, great networking, and all of that's available at apartmenteducators.com to check out. So go check that out. All right, let's jump in with a conversation here with my friend, Mark Lemons. Mark, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me out today. Yeah, thanks for coming here in studio. Always better than a Zoom call. Absolutely. So that's good stuff. You guys are in San Antonio, so that doesn't doesn't hurt. Right, right down the road. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump in. I love you guys' story. Um, you've got a real estate background, but more recently, getting into these huge deals, which we'll we'll dive into. Yeah. Let's dial it back for people that that haven't met you guys or FLW Capital. What uh, what's your story? What's your background? Well, me personally. Um, Going way back mm -hmm. to the way back there, uh, yeah. have a have a history and a past in ministry, and so yep. just a heart for serving people, uh, loving on people. Uh, life transition, moved into real estate. Um, yep, turned out to be a good move uh, financially and professionally. Sure, um, enjoyed that. Kind of applied some of the same principles there, just putting people first, treating them the way that I'd want to be treated if our roles were reversed. Yep. And uh, that worked well in the residential real estate business. Gotcha. Um, began to also on the side kind of build a little bit of a portfolio for myself. Um, right. Investment properties, got into the single families, did a few flips here and there. Yep. Um, you know, brokered a few deals kind of as a wholesaler once, just once. Sure. That's once is enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I started to look like, okay, well, how can I, how can I leverage myself a little better? How can right. I, how can I take the knowledge that I have, the experience that I have and put those to work for me to do something a little bit bigger that right. requires maybe less hands-on, um, but still has some great returns. And so right. that kind of led me on a, on a path and a journey to kind of figure out, okay, what's next? And that led me to multifamily. Um, in, in forming FLW Capital, um, 
knew uh, my buddy James uh, from kind of the investment world. We'd get together right. and kind of talk ideas and, and chat on the single family investment front. Right. Yeah. You guys are trade notes on all that stuff, yeah, right? I mean, we'd get together regularly, grab lunch with a couple of other guys and yep. just talk shop. Right. Sure. And, uh, but my buddy Dave, who we kind of joined together to form our company, we, uh, he and I have been buddies for years. Um, yeah. You know, every Friday we have breakfast. I mean, almost without fail. Right. And uh, unless we're on vacation or something, we're having breakfast on Friday. And so he's just one of those good friends that's really sharp. Yep. Um, but he was always in in the real estate realm. He was he was okay doing like um, you know some land deals and things here and there. But he did not want to mess with investment properties because he didn't want to be a landlord. And smart so, man. Uh, he is smart yeah. man. And so when I when I went to him and I was like, hey, buddy, look at this. This is this is what I'm thinking about doing. I'd love for you to join with me in this. When he saw it, he immediately like, boom, he was like, all right, I'm in. Let's go. Right. So he's like a numbers guy. So totally once you a numbers guy. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, I'm more the relationships and kind of see the big picture. And he is he's in the numbers. I mean, he's really good with people, too. Um, cause he is a really good capital raiser, but, uh, right. Yeah. Um, no kidding. It, right. Um, yeah. But you know, he was a good just partner in that. And James had a, had a lot of experience in kind of the syndication world and together we kind of came together and formed FLW capital. I love it. I love it. So going back to the, to kind of the, the real estate broker piece, yeah. um, I was always fascinated by realtors having a lot of knowledge and basically being adjacent to investments, but most of them never get into the investment side, right? Yeah, I, it, you know, it's it's astounding to right. me. Right? Yeah, it's, the, the, I agree. The number of people that actually invest in real estate—they like they don't practice what they preach. They like, right. yeah, it's it's a great idea. You should do this, sure, so I can make my commission. Sure, and they're not doing it themselves. And if they are, they they do it on such a small scale. Yep. That they don't. Uh, I don't know if they don't have the vision, or they just nobody's taught them. Right. They don't take it to the next level and then to the next level. And, and I'm just, I'm like, I'm like a preacher on a, on a, you know, a, <laughs> a crusade or something. Sure. This is, I mean, this is, it can be life-changing Yep. Uh, when you jump in and do it and do it right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a completely different thing. So you have, have gone through this process that a lot of us have gone through of, um, learning about it, yep. exploring it, getting a network together, then trying it passively, right? Was that yeah. your first exposure to multifamily? I want to say multifamily. You know, these are these are $10 million buildings plus, 100 units sure. plus, def, definitely a different animal than a single-family rental or a wholesale deal. What was your first uh, experience period in multifamily, you know, as, as an actual investor, not just a, yeah. not just a bystander looking, looking at deals. Right. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but my first passive investment deal was with you. Nice. I suspected, <laughs> and I'm not trying to plug oh, yeah. our firm, but I, I thought that might be the case. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and really the, which one via or uh, Allure? No, yeah, Allure. That deal is going to it's a rock kill it. Oh my yeah. gosh. We're refinancing it right now. I love that thing, by the way. But when we, uh, and the refi is, I don't say it's, it hasn't been a headache, but sure. I'm like, God, we could have just sold this thing and, <laughs> and you cashed out. But gosh, when we cash out in two years, it'd be even better. So Absolutely. great deal. Glad yeah. to have you on it. Yeah. What, what's, what's interesting though, is I passed on the Mila. Okay. That I believe you. Selling right now. Contract yeah. On. Selling like so two weeks. Yeah. I, you know, my due diligence on that was looked through all of your underwriting. Perfect. Yeah. Offering memorandum kind of dove in and I drove the property because I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to invest in something that I can't see sure. feel and, and, and kind of have a, a good understanding of. And so drove it, didn't know that area of town that well. Right. 
and and so I was like, mm, I'm gonna pass. I'm yeah. just gonna I'm gonna wait and see what uh, what else is there. Yep. And so the next one came along, and I, I had a little more confidence, had a little more understanding because I, I right. watched that one go, and then you know just kind of the more at bats you get, the better you get. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah. And so just you start seeing patterns. Reps. Exactly. Yeah. More Saw reps. the patterns, and it was like the next one came along, and the lure came along, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I see it, and I'm in. Yeah. And so. Jumped in and, and did that, of course, several times with you. And over the course of, of several years, um, began to invest in other properties as well with other syndicators. And right. Then, then it, it, at one point, the light kind of clicked on, like, I can do this. Right. It, yeah. It's funny how that works. You start seeing enough of it. Yes. And then you're in, you're in the game. You got money in this thing. So Absolutely. you're, it's funny how much you, you're paying attention on a deal. <laughs> you actually wrote the check right. on, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Follow, follow your checkbook and you know where your heart is, right? And yeah. So you, ah, that's great. you put yeah. money behind it and you see, oh, wow, this is, this is pretty important. I gotta, yep. I gotta learn this because if I'm putting my money there, I better know it. Yeah, that's right. So you were, and it's It's a classic deal. I say it all the time. It's, you know, step one, invest in, in a deal. Exactly. You, you get on the plane, but you certainly aren't the pilot and mm-hmm. you don't have all those responsibilities. Uh, but over time, somebody that's so inclined can move into the pilot seat with some training and some networking and lots of, obviously right. lots of work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, um, but that's on the menu to, to kind of move up to, Absolutely. to operator if you, if you want. So I love that. It's a great way to learn your, you know, hopefully you're picking good deals and you're getting good return on your money, but it's a great f- kind of first step too. Right. Um, and then you guys kind of really jumped in once you formed FLW it was like months before you closed your first deal. I mean, it was not like a multi-year process, right? It, was, it wasn't. We we were, I would say, fairly quick in that. Yeah. Um, one, I think we all had pretty good networks to begin with. Totally, so yeah. that helps yep. a, a ton. Yeah. Um, then some connections we made along the way, some some relationships that we were introduced to. Sure. Um, you know, in, in our kind of mentoring process. Right. Uh, we're, we're instrumental as well. But then, yeah, we were, goodness, probably you know, six to nine months and we were closed and done with our first deal. Right. So we were talking about that specific deal earlier today, how it's all, when you're buying a deal, it's always like, Oh gosh, are we paying too much? But yeah, then the, the market changed so much since you guys bought that. It's like yeah. it, you would have bought 10 of those. Right. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, probably more, which is a story. Uh, you know, we don't know what the future holds, but it's great to get into something at a good basis. Yes. And the kind of adage of, of, uh, buy real estate and wait, mm-hmm. it just works. Right. Right. I mean, I've seen it in single family. It's like, you just hold this property longer and the rents go up and your margin gets better yep. year after year after year. You pay that note down. It's just, it's basic principles just multiplied by a hundred or more. Right. And, uh, it's, it's powerful in single family and it's even more powerful in multi. Yeah. Add, add some commas in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So that property, um, what has been your experience? It's very different being an own, owner operator of 140 units than it is, you know, a single family rental, very different experience. Yeah. Well, what are, what are some of the things? Um, cause you've been a passive investor. You understood multifamily, kind of got your, your mind wrapped around a lot of these pieces and got educated and networked and then actually getting into doing it is, you know, quite a quite a different thing what were some things i guess some takeaways that you might tell yourself from a couple of years ago now that you are you know you're here you're here you're doing it you're the operator right Right. um goodness uh takeaways really you know dive into the dive into the numbers um, right and 
really know know your business because if you, it's easy to just look at a T12 and kind of look, okay, there's the bottom line. And, right. and that's kind of where I gravitate towards. But yep. I'm, I'm finding value in now looking back like, mm, I kind of wish I'd done that a little sooner to really know my business. Sure. And uh, because there are just some lessons along the way, things, you know, kind of slide by and time passes. And then it's like, mm, yeah, let's let's look a little closer at that because that's that's how we can manage better. That's how we right. can operate better. And so it's just those lessons that you learn along the way that you get a little better with that experience. And so we're, we're getting that experience and we're, we're a whole lot better than we were when we first started. But sure. it's, uh, it's been one of those journeys that those, those numbers matter. Second thing I would say is really um, how to manage the manager. Mm. Um, and now your entity, DJE, you're kind of one guy, right? And, right. And, and yeah, you have some, some staff members that help you in some aspects, but you're you know, one decision maker. Exactly. Yeah. You're one man show in, in the decision. Huge, big team. For, let's not get that wrong. No, but when it comes down to the decision on, are we yeah the big decisions, right? One. And, and we are very different in that, that we are kind of a three headed monster. Yes. That, and so we really have to, you know, have our, dis, have our lanes fully, uh, delineated and that's a great point that's a great point so that's some something that we've learned in our process just like hey right is you or is this me that that needs to be decided way back not now in the moment but that needs to be clearly defined and so having those lines just very clear along the way it's like whose bucket is this in right uh really helps us operate better i can't that's such a great point i can't underscore that enough um i've been in partnerships where there's there's overlap Mm -hmm. and then you know people are pointing fingers and it's or you have somebody that's doing something that's maybe not a strength for them that they shouldn't be uh so kudos to you guys for for figuring some of that stuff out Right. I mean, I think you guys kind of friendship and history before the partnership helps. But, um, you know, those of you guys listening that are getting into partnerships, you know, clearly delineate those things as much as you can up front. And I, I like single owners of things, yes. you know, is, is who is, you know, managing the draw process mm-hmm. with the lender. Right. Yes. Or you fill in the blank. Who's who's taking care of the insurance renewal? You know, that's got to be, I I like one owner of specific things. And then that way, you know, you can stay out of the other person's way. And you guys have been able to do, I mean, frankly, I've kind of been amazed at what y'all have been able to do. And I think part of that is because you've got some division of labor there, right? It's not, and and you're, I mean, look, you, you also have families and jobs and things going on, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the principles you teach is that that this is a team sport. Sure. And so it's a team sport in the sense that you need a good team around you. And you can do that as one decision maker, like you've done with a staff that supports you and, and pull right. it off. Yep. Or you can do it like, Hey, let's form a partnership and, and divide some labor up and, and figure this out. And and that's kind of the route that we've gone. Yep. I feel like we've been, we've, we've been able to go a little faster as a result. of hundred percent. Because our that. network is not just re- relying upon the one decision maker, right. but it's three networks and, and we have some overlap, no question. Right. But uh, we really, you're able to pull from a larger pool as a result. Yeah, that's right. You guys have, have been, um, I mean, the capital raising stuff. I'm like, wait, these guys are just killing it, man. I mean, and you got established networks and yeah, we, and all that stuff. And, and and we just feel like we have some favor from, I mean, from God in that. Just, I mean, yep. we're, we're trying to do what's right for our investors first and foremost. And, yep. and that usually plays well in business. I, I mean, yep. As silly as that sounds, or as elementary as it is, just treat people right, and it and it works. Out. Oh, hundred percent. I think one of the things that attracted me to syndication, this model, sometimes in my corporate careers in the past, working mm-hmm. for big companies, 
Uh, and this is not a knock on any company I worked for. It's just the nature of working for a big bureaucratic organization is I felt like we were kind of working against the interests sometimes of a customer or of an employee. Um, I, f I truly feel like in real estate and I feel kind of like, I wonder if people think I'm naive sometimes, but then I look at this business we've built and I go, well, clearly it's working. Right. But yeah. it's, it's th that everybody wins. And if you structure it that way, I mean, there's been stuff with investors or whatever, where we for sure left money on the table, right. you know, and it's like, well, yeah, but if, what if we do 10 of these over the next couple of years? Like, it just doesn't matter. Let's, let's structure it so that everybody wins. And, you know, everybody knows that about us. People want to come work for us. People want to invest with us. And I mean, it, it works, yeah, right? Absolutely. It works. So, and it is, it's funny as much as we, we work on these deals, the investors own most of it. Absolutely. Still, I mean, they're just writing the check and they own like overwhelming majority of the deal. Right. Right. So, yeah. To your point in the, in the corporate settings, it's like policy over people. Mm, um, right. But in the syndication world and in real estate, we are able to keep people over policy and people yep. over really um, kind of the profits too. Right. The profits, obviously that's, that's the driving force, but sure. that is, I mean, that's what the people want, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's one of the things I love about this business is yeah. being able to structure it like that. Um, so what's on the, you, you guys have done all the stuff you invested passively, you got educated, got networked, built the team, very importantly, took over a deal because it's yeah. easy to do all those things and, and spin your wheels it. for five years. Right. Uh, it's very different taking action. And frankly, it can be frightening, right? It's yeah. like, you got to, a, a friend of mine has a huge multifamily portfolio. One of my mentors, he's like, you got to jump man. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff of, of learning, getting educated, networked, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. But then there's that point where you just have to leap. Yeah. And so, but you guys did that went from, you know, no multifamily to one multifamily. Now you're in the club. Um, to make stuff easier with lenders, yeah. easier with investor conversation, all this stuff. Now, what are you guys working on and what's, um, what is uh, on the horizon for you guys the next year or so, next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, we are excited about the future, first and foremost. I mean, we we are currently under contract with another deal. Awesome. And uh, excited to close that here within the next uh, month or so, uh, give or take. And, uh, you know, our, our investors are all committed and we filled up very fast. Uh, that did, thrilled about that. <laughs> did fill up very fast, yeah. And, uh, and just so we're clear, we're not pitching a deal here. This deal's full. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It's full. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, right. Wait. Which is, by the way, the best marketing you can do, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean... And, and so we're just looking at the next one. And so we're also looking at some strategic partnerships. Right. Because... You know, there's there's just some leverage that can be attained that way as well. Sure. Uh, but we're looking to put out, you know, three to four deals uh, really in the next 12 months. Yep. Uh, we feel like we can we can take those down one at a time. Right. We can take them down in the sense that we uh, take them over, close them, uh, stabilize them, get the management company humming along. Yep. And then, then begin to kind of lift our head and look up and say, okay, what's next? Right. And so that's really where, where we want to be. And we don't want to get overwhelmed um, or get in over our heads with anything sure um, it's the management piece the financing any of that we just we want to we want to again to your <laughs> to your teaching and mentorship take them one at a time yeah and, uh, get them under 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 control and move on yep and it's interesting it's it, it takes that's a disciplined approach right and right. i think a lot of times what happens with people learning syndication is they realize like holy smokes 
I remember I, th I thought early on that capital is going to be the hard piece. And like, how am I ever going to raise millions of dollars? And then I did a few deals and I was like, oh, like the capital's not the hard part. In fact, it's, it's even more onus now on me because people are looking at me to be the arbiter of whether this is a good deal or not. And, and a lot of times they're just throwing money at it yes. because they trust me, which is an even bigger responsibility, right? right? The, the weight on your shoulder, uh, shoulders, I think, grows 100%. Um, when you have success. Because right. then it's like, okay, well, now you're trustworthy, so you better continue to have that success. 100%. I think, I think there are some syndicators out there who have had early success and then floundered a little bit or right. run into some issues, uh, whether it's legal or just not producing right. returns for investors. But uh, we don't want to be in that group. Um, yep. We don't ever want to get there. That's right. And it's um, it becomes this thing, I think, just because you can. Yes. Because you mean could go out and do 10 deals, you know. Yeah. It's But it's like all these operational pieces, which are the kind of the real work. Yes. Um, that's work, yeah. you know. And that doesn't just scale that doesn't just scale overnight. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned early success. I bought a deal. I'm not going to name specifics. It was disastrously operated. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, the I had heard through the grapevine that the seller had had just knocked it out of the park in, in an oil town mm. at the right time. Nice. And just killed it for, for the investors. Yeah. I mean, like on a, you know, it was this boom and bust and they caught a boom they caught the, the and so, yeah. And then they bought this other deal. It was just clearly they'd like no business operating this thing. And it was, dis it was a disaster, which yeah. was fine. Cause it created some opportunity on the buy side, but, um, it's, you know, the operations is, is hard work. Yeah. You've got to structure something to be sustainable, especially, I mean, for anybody that any of us are raising capital, but I mean, you guys are, are, working with like long time relationships on capital partners and, Absolutely. and folks, you know, friends, family network. I mean, that stuff is like, uh, yeah. such a high standard. Yeah. And we, I mean, we hold that stuff dear. Those are relationships that we intend to keep for 15, 20 more years or right. longer yep. and, uh, for the rest of our lives, really. Yep. And so we, we value those relationships and we're going to do everything we can to maintain those relationships and, and, and even improve them and deepen them through this, through the partnerships that we have with them yep. in, in real estate. And yep. uh, I mean, just this week we were, we were dangled a deal off market. It was a screaming good deal Yeah, and it looked so attractive sure. eventually, but we said, no, it's hard. Uh, it was like, gosh, but oh, give me, give me a month on that. Give me two <laughs> it doesn't work on like that. Yeah. And it, yeah. Uh, it I doesn't wish. work like that. So yep. we're like, sorry, we, we are not in on this deal. Yep. And so that's hard too. You have to learn to say no. Right. And so we did that just this week. Yeah. That, it is hard. Um, cause you might go through a six month dry spell after that. Exactly. Right. Right. We don't know what the future holds. Right. Yeah. That's, that's tough. It's also the flip side of that coin. It can be a little liberating. I know, you know, we're getting ready to, hopefully go under contract on a, a very large project, okay. which would like take us out of the game for a few months. And that's just kind of the size of the firm, right? We're not trying to do a million deals. And that to me, I'm like, I hope we're awarded this project because then I know we got our work cut out for us. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to look at underwriting, which can, right. you could kind of go, Woo. you kind of like, you know, get blurred vision after oh, sure. looking at enough of these uh, 200 line item P and L's, you know, you're just like, it's good to get a break from some of that stuff sometimes. Right. So it is kind of nice to just be in a deal. Yeah. Let's raise it, raise the money, close it, see it through. Like you said, do your takeover, yep. then kind of come up for air. So it does, I guess, you know, for a firm that's not uh, 
trying to be in 12 markets or whatever the case is, you can really kind of go through those, those cycles and, yeah. and kind of surf through, you know, surf That's through a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're in that, we're in the phase right now where we're not really looking at deals, even though brokers are sure trying to get us to look at them and, and we want to maintain those relationships for yep. sure. Yep. At the same time, we don't want to, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. And you mentioned a point about brokers showing you deals. It's like, boy, once you close that first one, right. I mean, anybody can talk about anything they want. People can listen to this podcast and learn all the jargon, exactly, right? Or any right. podcast you read the book, mm -hmm. but man, nothing like nothing succeeds like success, right? Close a deal and now they're calling you, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 My inbox is a whole lot more full now that we've got some deals under our belt than than it was before. Yep. Like, well, will this email ever be full? And yeah, it's it's way more full. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the key to getting more deals is close a deal, right? Which is the hard part. But once that domino falls, it, it, it changes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get a little momentum there. Yep. And uh, you're, you're just kind of, you're on the other side of the table. Uh, brokers look at you a little different. Okay. Yep. They, they can do this. Yep. And so I remember that was such a huge uh, turning point for me. Yeah. You know, I had partnered on a deal with some people mm -hmm. They got me into a larger deal. And then I, the next deal I bought was uh, basically as the sponsor with some, some investors. Right. And boy, once I closed that deal, you know, it was, I would call brokers kind of like hesitantly see if they wanted to go to lunch and they were like, Oh yeah, I can't, you know, and it was like this whole different thing, <laughs> right? It was like, yep. uh, everybody's treating you, people treating you different, you know, and yeah. this is a while ago now, but I remember that was a very sure. distinct turning point. Yeah. It's like Devin who, Oh, Devin Elder. Right. Yeah. yeah you get into the Months very, later. a pretty small club, right. you know, which is, uh, interesting and totally unfair. Right. I mean, this is right. But from a broker's perspective, come on, you want closers. Yeah. You don't want, you, you don't have the time to deal with people that are just going to waste your time. Right. You deal with people that can close. Right. And so cookies are for closers, right? <laughs> cookies, <Coffee's>, huh? <laughs> coffee for closers. <laughs> yeah. Cookies are for closers. I like cookies. I think that's a podcast title here. <laughs> for closers. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's uh people, you know, that I talk to that are trying to get in the business. They're like, gosh, oh, should, should I start making offers? Yeah. No, no, no. Should I start building broker relationships? And it's like, well, can you get the loan? Yes. Can you get the equity? If, if yes to both of those, you may need some more stuff, but those are big things. Then shoot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe so. If you have no idea how you're going to get the loan and you have no idea how you're going to get the equity, please don't talk to brokers. Right. Like it, you're just going to burn that first impression. Exactly. So. Burn um, bridge before you even built one. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's just like, that's too many steps ahead. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, the capital going back to you guys, capital raising ability, it's like that, that is really kind of the engine on this thing. You guys have that. And, and then you can, you know, build the operational pieces around that. Um, what are some things you guys are doing today? Again, I, you know, I like the idea of kind of talking to yourself two years ago, yeah. like, you know, operationally day-to-day -day stuff that it maybe made life a little easier for you that you would, you know, that you would recommend to somebody that's kind of getting started in this. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of kind of some rhythms and and kind of a flow to my schedule. Yes. So that there is consistency in that. Yeah. And so I'm a big I didn't used to be this way, but I have grown into the person that really relies on my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it's it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So one, I, I want some margin in there. Um, so that there's some some flex time because stuff does pop up and there are fires you have to put out here of course. and there. Um sometimes little, but uh <laughs> uh 
For the majority of it, though, you want you want like a consistency of okay, we're gonna we're gonna meet on Tuesday mornings at this time to to do this, and right. then Thursday afternoons we do this, and and I I yeah we'll we'll tour with you, broker, but my my window for doing that is is you know Tuesday and Thursday afternoons, and that's it. Right. So fit it into there, and we'll go. But rather than bending to okay, whatever you want, and and whatever anybody wants, because there's a thousand people coming at you. Yes. Um, the more you do this, the more people are coming at you, and so um, you can form your schedule, or you can let people form your schedule. And so I'm a big fan of forming your schedule and kind of sticking those sticking to those boundaries and right. kind of those those rhythms again of that uh, that schedule. Yeah, that's such an important point because. In, in a lot of ways in business, you have to have a do whatever it takes mentality. Yeah. And, and in a lot of cases, that's absolutely true. But it, that mentality kind of lets us let people run all over our schedules sometimes. Oh, yeah. And you got to be disciplined because nobody's looking out for your schedule yeah. except you. They're, nope. they're not looking out for your mental health. They're not looking out Yeah, for, that's right. Right? I mean, yeah. they're not looking out for your family time. Yep. That. That's on so you. You have to. Yeah. And it's tricky because we kind of look at money all the time and, and, and you know, expenses, income. But um, if you look at your dollar per hour value, you know, right. when you're working, it's probably pretty high. And you should look at that too. You know, hey, before you let somebody put 30 minutes on your calendar. Well, is that worth a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars? Right. You don't tend to think about it in those terms, but I like, I like having that discipline around the calendar because that is definitely your most important resource. Right. Hands down. Yeah. So we, nobody gets any extra time. We all have the same amount. It's yep. How we use it. Right. Yep. Yep. I love it. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good approach. So how's the, um, I guess we could talk about the deal since we're not, you know, you're not, it's closed out, but you're still working on the closing process. How is the closing process going for you guys, you know, on this acquisition? You know, I, I would say great uh, because we have a good team. Right. And so the, our loan broker rock solid. Yep. Um, he, you know, I, I was on a call before this and it was just like, I'm just on the call, but I don't really need to be on the call because we have a great team that's handling all of this stuff. Right. Yeah. I had to upload some docs here and there and, you know, show some financial capabilities and all that, but sure. It was uh, because of the team we have, it's, it's a, a lower uh, load that we have to carry. Right. And so our, our, our legal counsel strong, our, our lender strong and, and the, the lender that we've chosen strong too. I mean, they've right. got their ducks in a row, they've got their processes in line. And so it's flowing along rel relatively smoothly. Um, overall, we're still, you know, gathering money from the investors that have committed to the project. Sure. Um, and those are just relationships and conversations, but uh, all is well on that front and, and we're good to go. So it's really just a matter of kind of waiting. Right. And so because we have the team, it's really just a, you know, hurry up and wait. It, it is. Process. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. We, we went through due diligence a few weeks ago on a deal that we have in a contract and it's kind of a lot of activity up front. Are, you know, are we going to win the deal negotiating it, but then sign the contract, do your due diligence, yep. launch the deal, raise all the money, and then like, okay, we got like right. two months <laughs> before we close, right. which our team, are gonna do now? yeah, the teams have to be ready to go, but there is this kind of no man's land lull, which is great, you know? Yeah, we're in that lull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's she, good to be in the lull, honestly. Yep. It's, there's, a, there's a rest in that lull. Yep. I'm a fan of, of rest and just, you know, not hustling all the time. I used to hustle all the time. Sure. I think I had this 
need to just kind of prove myself out there. And I, I, I'm learning to let that go. Right. Uh, not, not a finished product, but learning to let that go and operate from a place of peace and rest. And it's, you know, it's finished and the work is done rather than like, Ooh, I still got to prove and earn and, and right. justify and show um, that, that I don't think that's a great place to operate from. Right. Yeah. That's one of the nice things about doing these big deals is mm. one big deal is a meaningful part of your year exactly you know on on one transaction yeah. um and it beats and there is it's nice there's yeah. a lot of uh, comfort in that yep for sure yep for sure and it's a whole lot of work to get to that point but, no doubt um the reward is there yeah once you're in the game well if somebody wants to learn about flw about you connect with you guys how can they do that mark yeah um you can certainly jump on our website uh, flwcapital.com um on our website, you can you can schedule a call with us, um, you know, fifteen minute kind of consultation, uh, you know, in, investor relations kind of call. Sure. Um, you can email us from that uh, as well. Um, check us out on social media. Um, we have a Facebook and I think we have Instagram. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? About <laughs> it's it's it, I don't really deal with that a whole lot. And right. Um, but yeah. It, We'd certainly would love to connect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll link to it. To the sh we'll link to it in the show notes, flwcapital.com. It'll be there. Uh, if you listen to this episode, Mark, super excited for what you guys have done. Thank you. Um, excited to be partners with you and invest on some deals. Yeah. And, and, and say thank you. Cause, uh, I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be sitting at this table if it weren't for you. So, awesome. man. So thank you. Nothing, honest to God, nothing makes me happier because yeah. it's one thing I've been able to go build a business and it's sure. changed my life. To see somebody else going through that, right. I mean, to, to, seriously, your partner, James, who I've been friends with for a long time, you, you know, we were at a conference and just feeling his energy of where he's at and like do, actually doing these things. He's so fired up. He that gets conferences. That, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> that, that gets me fired up, like really like nothing else, man. So you yeah. guys are changing your lives. You're changing your investors' lives. It's, it's work for yeah. sure, but it's, no it's awesome to see. So yeah. continued success. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you found that educational, entertaining, inspiring, all of the above. If you are interested in seeing future DJE investment projects and you are not already on our list and in our portal, uh, you can go to the website, djetexas.com. There's a little button there to schedule a 15-minute call with our team, answer any questions you have, and make sure you get on that list to see that next project that comes out. Also, if you're interested in being uh, an investor that runs these deals, we've got a free seven-module course for you at apartmenteducators.com. Uh, a lot of great free content there to ramp up your education in the multifamily investing space. Once again, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We always appreciate a five-star review. That helps the reach of the show. That's one way you can give back if you enjoyed it. And we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to the DJE Podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.